Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Where do you find peace? The disciples, they were not sure. Only days ago, they had scattered as Jesus had been arrested. Too afraid to be by his side. They remained at arm's length as he was tried and tortured and crucified. And they hid as his lifeless body had been laid in a tomb and remained there until this day. Even now, even after word from Mary that Jesus had risen, they remained behind locked door for fear that the Jewish leaders were coming for them. They had no peace. They felt afraid. They felt even abandoned by Jesus. They felt all of that and more. They didn't feel peace. That had been taken from them and hung on a cross to die. And so, void of it, they were in search of a replacement in search of peace. And they went looking for it in the hiddenness of the room that they were in. They looked for it in the barricade of the door. They looked for it in the togetherness of each other. And I can only imagine that they even sought it out in the announcement of Mary. But the hope that their peace had returned was just too great for them to grasp. And so they remained gathered in a room. A room with no teacher and a room with no peace. This is the context context in which Jesus enters into the room. From the gospel passage that we just heard, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Their peace had returned. It was standing right there in that room. But what exactly was this peace? that Jesus spoke about? Was it a life where they would no longer need to hide, no longer need to be barricaded? And that might be what they were expecting, but that's not 
what Jesus brought. Clearly not. Because only a week later, we find them still locked in a room. They may have hoped that he was offering something like a a slow-flowing river where all of their cares would be lifted and removed and where they could just drift. But he didn't. What he offered was more akin to Niagara Falls. He even says as much in his words to them. He says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. The path that he just took, that memory was still fresh in their minds. It's a path of rejection. It was a path of suffering, a path of death. It was a path that drove them into that locked room. And this is the peace that Jesus is bringing them? Yes. It's exactly what he was bringing. It would be a path that would prove in many ways to mirror the same path that Jesus took. But it would also be a path that the disciples would soon embrace as the only path worth taking. And so the question then is this, what is this peace that is so strong that it moved them to break free from the confines of the room? What was it that drowned their fears and turned their sorrows to joy? The invitation that Jesus extended to them was a promise not in the activities of their lives, but in the relationship that they have in him. Said differently, the peace that Jesus offered them was not a peace that would manifest itself in the quietness of the world around them, but in the security of his presence within them. It was a peace that would keep them focused on him every time they seemed to be traveling over the edge of life's cliff. It was a peace that would give them calmness when the world seemed to be falling apart all around them. That is what exactly what they were looking for. And that is exactly what they found with Christ. But three times Jesus offers them peace. And you have to wonder what went wrong the first two. Surely he didn't misspeak. Surely he didn't offer them just a portion of his peace. Did it just not stick with them until the third time? It's these kinds of questions that 
manifest themselves when we look at peace through the lens of the world. We see peace as a telos, uh, as something to move towards, something to grasp and hang on to. And when it remains out of reach, we continue chasing it, striving ever harder. The promise of peace comes by many names. Wealth, health, relationships. We chase after this goal by, by telling ourselves with just the right amount of money, with just a little bit better health or a stronger relationship, we can finally make it. We can finally grasp it. We can finally have peace. And to use the river analogy, we can finally kick back and relax in the calmness of the slow-flowing river. But in reality, that river that we would find ourselves in is not slow-flowing, but heading for the waterfall. You see, Jesus offers peace three times, not because of any imperfections of his or in his offer, but to remind us that the peace is him. He is the peace. And so where he is, peace. In the middle of their upside-down world, when everything seems to be completely lost, Jesus shows up. And he shows up and he offers himself. He says, here I am. And because I am, there is This is how we continue to have peace during persecutions, during ministries and sufferings in our lives, just like the disciples. So it's because they knew where their peace comes from. Not from the life that is lived, but through whom that life is lived. And whom they live it through is the one who bore their sins and received their judgment. They have put on Christ, and in so doing so, they have found peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that transcends all of the turbulences in their lives. This is the peace that they experience through him. And it's a peace that doesn't end at their deaths, but one that will find its completion in the resurrection of their bodies on the last day. Now this morning, Jesus stands here with us, right here in our midst. 
And he offers himself to us as peace. And we can take hold of him. And we can experience that peace. Not a peace from Christ, but a peace in Christ. Today. Maybe, maybe some of you already are experiencing that peace. But maybe some of you have locked yourselves in a room, barricaded the door, and hope just seems lost. Just as he did for the disciples, he does for you. He is a peer. He is here. Right here in our midst. And he offers you himself. He offers you peace. And how do you take hold of Jesus? How do you take hold of the King of Peace? You believe that his death on the cross, accomplished forgiveness for you. That all of your sins were forgiven because the Father accepted Christ's payment on your behalf. You believe that no sin controls you and death no longer haunts you because Christ has risen from the dead. And he has offered his victory to you. You believe, as John writes at the end of our gospel passage, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. He is offering himself to you. Here, Jesus stands. Here, peace stands. Peace is with you. Let us pray. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Amen.